the school is out. Which means it's time for Hi Kids. Good afternoon and welcome to the Hi Kids show. This is Hi Kids, for Kids, by Kids. My name is Rio Emmerman and I'm your host for today. Thank you for tuning in to 101.9 Hi FM. I have a jam-packed show lined up for you today and I will be speaking to Paul Slabelisky. He is a freelancer and playwright. So listen kids, don't go away. Get ready for a very interesting show on Hi Kids today. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 Hi FM. This is Hi Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Rio Emmerman and I'm nine years old. Good afternoon, Paul. Oh, good afternoon. How are you doing? I'm doing great, thanks. And it's nice to be here. Let's start with the questions. Okay. Did you make friends by telling your stories? Yes, I made lots of friends. Um, uh, I started telling stories when I was very young. In fact, I was at nursery school and uh, I used to stand on an old Coca-Cola box. Yeah. They were made of wood in those days, not plastic. Yeah. And I used to stand on the box and just tell stories and entertain the children. And Yeah, they used to enjoy it. Did you start by telling stories to yourself and then a whole bunch of kids crowded up? Yes, although I like to I like to act out the stories as well. So, yeah. uh, um, you know, I'd have stories in my head and I'd just make things up. And uh, sometimes they were just complete gobbledygook and uh, yeah. I don't know where they came from, but I just enjoyed telling yeah. them. Yeah. Yes. When did you start telling your stories? Well, you just told me. Yes, I was, well, I was, I, I did that first of all when I was, I was about three and a half. Wow. And obviously, yeah. And, uh, and, and my nursery school report said that, that I entertained the nursery school. And if my mum and dad had just looked at that, I wouldn't have had to study all the crazy things at school that I did, yeah. like maths and science, because I've always been a storyteller and an actor. Yes. And uh, and I even did it when I was 12, when I went to Messina, lived in Limpopo. Really? Yes. Uh, and there was a big baobab tree in the playground. And uh, at break time, I used to stand under the baobab tree and also tell stories. And kids would come and listen. Some kids didn't like to listen. Yeah. Of course, there was kids who would run around and do other things. Yes. But, uh, but a lot of kids would come and listen and they'd say, tell us about this character and tell us about that. Because they'd get favorite characters that I spoke about and said, please tell us more about so and so. And I'd talk about lions and leopards and yes. all of those things. Yeah, yeah. Did it take a long time to tell the stories? No, well, I started when the bell rang and he went out in the playground. I went to, under the tree, started telling a story. When the yeah. bell rang, I had to go inside. Did you uh, carry on with them at the next break? Yes. Well, and, and, and also the next day too, I'd, I'd try and remember. Yeah, okay. And then if I said, where was I yesterday? And then all the kids would say, you were here, you were telling us about <laughs> this. And then I'd, then I'd go on. Yeah. Uh, how did you turn all your ideas into stories everyone wants to listen? Well, to? yes. Well, I, I, um, I, it took a, a long time. I used to tell stories just for fun when I was younger. Yeah. But then and you always knew you were a story, storyteller. I, I always knew that, yes. But um, then, then I went to university. I was going to be a sports uh, broadcaster. I was going to commentate. Wow. You know, yeah, you know the games when people say, yes. oh, and so-and-so's got the ball and they pass the yeah. ball and all of that. Yeah, I was going to do that. And I was going to do cricket and rugby and soccer and all, of those, all of those things. 
Yeah, uh, but then I, I, I went to UCT drama school and um, we had to do the microphone techniques and to learn how to do it, how to work a microphone. Yeah. Yeah, and then I saw the drama students doing a play and I thought, that's what I want to do. I want to go on stage because I hadn't seen anything when I, when I was growing up. People are lucky today. You can go and see lots of plays and things. Yeah. But when I was growing up, we didn't have anything like that. I saw my first play when I was 18 years old. What was it like? Was it anything like the plays are today? Well, yes. Um, it was a Japanese play, actually, that I saw. Uh, and and uh, there was no language. It was quiet. So it was all silent. But they were doing yeah. big movements. Action. Uh, action. Yeah, big actions. And I thought, this is what I want to do. And yeah. um and then I started acting. But I'd, I wasn't writing plays then. I was mm. just acting and doing other people's yeah. stories. Yeah. So it took a while to to, yeah. to start writing my own yes. stories. Yeah. Is writing plays the same as being an author? Yes, yes. Um, some people write books. They write novels. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm writing a book. That's now. fantastic. I think that's wonderful. Just keep, keep, keep writing. Okay. Um, and some people write books and some people write poetry poems and mm. and then some people write for the stage i like to write plays they actually I call them stories for the stage yeah they are basically stories just yes. act them out that's right you act them out and then you have characters and you have a certain number of characters and i like that because you can do it in front of an audience yes and everyone's there yeah. the audience is there the actors are there and we interact the audience, they clap and they go, yes, yes, yay, and you know, and I really enjoy that. That's that's my favorite thing. Okay. Hmm. How does someone find your script and decide to do it when you write it somewhere? Yes. Okay. Well, sometimes I write plays and then I put them on myself. I direct them or get actors to act in them. Or sometimes if I'm acting in them, then I get someone else to direct them. And right. then and then I've, there's a collection of my plays. At a place called Dauro, and, and they've got all my plays. So often okay. schools, if high schools want to do, like I've got a play called Boo to the Moon, which is a bunch of high, of matric students after the matric dance. And a lot of schools like to do that play. And then they contact the Dauro, and then they say, they tell me, they say the school wants to do the play, and then I say, yes, they can go ahead and okay. do it. So it's quite easy. Yeah, sounds easy. Yes. What is your most famous play? I don't know because I've got a couple of of very famous plays. Uh, Saturday Night at the Palace was one I did long, long time ago. Uh, And we did it all around South Africa and we even went to London. Wow. Yeah, we performed at the Old Vic Theatre in London, which is probably the most famous theatre in the whole wide world. Really? Yeah. And Wow. Yeah, can you believe that? No. One of my stories, one of my plays... Was on at the old Vic. You must have been proud of yourself. Very, and and uh, and uh, and we couldn't believe it because we performed at the market in Joburg, and then when mm. we were performing in London at this theatre, we all said to each other, "Can you believe where we are?" I would have said no. No, never. We actually had to pinch ourselves. Really? <laughs> yes. To, to, I would have done that. Yeah. <laughs> I would have done that. After a lot of thinking, I would have gone. Is this yes. real? Is it real? Is it real? We felt like we were in a dream. So that shows you anyone can do that, you know. Yeah. It took me, I never dreamt that that would happen, but it did. Yeah. So, yeah, it's very exciting. Has anything yeah. embarrassing ever happened to you? Oh, on stage, yes. On stage, yes. Yeah. Well, and funnily enough, 
at, I think the most the f- most embarrassing thing was yeah. in in that play in London. Yeah. Um, um, was it one night only, or it, was it? No, it, it was on one night. Um, there was uh, we had a. It was at a roadhouse. Do you know a roadhouse where you drive up in your motor cars? I don't know if you have them these days. No. You can drive in your car, and then the waiters come out and you order, and then they bring your things out. No, I don't used, get them anymore. Yeah, we used to have lots of roadhouses when I was young. And the play happened at a roadhouse. Yeah. And in London, I was um, on the stage, and there was a royal box. They have these royal boxes in the old Vic. They, they're boxes that very kind of w- hoity-toity people yeah. sit in them. Yeah. And uh, there was a gap between the stage and the box. And I was running and jumping on the dustbin, and I fell down. And I fell between the stage and the box. Boy. And I disappeared. Under the stage, and all the actors really? couldn't know where I was, and I stuck my head out, and I couldn't climb it, and everyone was laughing, and it was very embarrassing because that's not supposed to happen in no, the play. No, but it would have been funny. <laughs> I, would, re- I would have laughed. You would have laughed. Everybody. If, if that laughed. happened to me, I would have laughed. Yeah, and everybody laughed. I wasn't laughing because I felt embarrassed, but yeah. all my other actors were laughing on the stage. Yeah, I would laugh if I was you in that situation. Well. But I wasn't supposed to do that, you see, and it was yeah. supposed to be quite serious then, so. Yeah. Anyway. Fair enough. We went on, we went on. We just kept on doing it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you could have tea with one person, dead or alive, fictional, non-fictional, who would it be? Oh, goodness me, what a question to ask. Who would I have tea with? Goodness gracious. Um. That's a hard one. It's a very hard one. I still don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Because, you know, you don't only want to have tea with a famous person. Maybe you want to have a tea with a, with a, with a very wise person. Yeah. I'd like to have tea with a very, very wise person who would tell me that what I was doing was great and, yeah, yeah. I think too many people want to have tea with famous people, but I'd, yeah. I'd like to have... Unless it's Nelson Mandela or something. Yes. Well, most people say amazing. that... It would be. It would be. Yeah. But most people say they want tea with Nelson Mandela. But then what would they say to him, you see? What would they say? But, I you know, know, I've met the first man on the moon. The man... The first really? man... Yes. Neil Armstrong. I was doing a job in Sun City. And um, I went along and I was doing a little funny sketch. And the guest speaker was Neil Armstrong, the first man on the moon. Oh, my God. And so afterwards I met him. And I shook his hand, and we had a nice chat. And that's why I say, if ever you want to do high-five with a person who's high-fived the first man on the moon, that's me. And mm. then I give them a high-five. Yeah. So that that was interesting. Yeah, that was interesting. Are, the, are there any playwrights that you look up to? Yes, there are lots of playwrights I look up to. thought you would say that. Yes. I thought Few God is one, because he's uh, in South Africa's... Yeah. Number one playwright from the long time ago, yeah. and then also like well Shakespeare I also like very much because Shank, yeah. because Shakespeare wrote so many different plays, so many different things, so many exciting things, all different all things different and characters, characters, and he understands so much about human nature and stuff. Yeah, so he he he's one of my big favorites, and yeah. um, lots. Um, Harold Pinter, he's an English playwright that not many people know about because he's more of my, yes, he's my generation, but I used to follow him because he, he, he had a particular way of saying things that I liked. Uh. Yes. So there's lots. There's actually lots. I'm inspired by many, many playwrights. Who were your role models growing up? 
Well, growing up, I didn't know much about theatre growing up. No, probably not. As you I said, told me you only 18. went to your first play when you were 18, 18 years old. That's right. So growing up, it was, it was, it was quite tough. So my, my role models were mainly sportsmen, you know, people who played soccer and yeah. cricket and things like that. Like a lot of boys. Yes, yeah, I like a lot of boys. <laughs> yeah, I like sports. Because um, that's what I thought I was going to be a sports commentator. Yes, because you liked sports. Yeah, so much. Uh, but at, at heart, I was really a storyteller, but I didn't find yeah. it. But then but a big inspiration. Sports commentator is basically a storyteller, except you yes. telling a story about what's happening now. Uh, happening, yes, on the field, and you're telling, you're, you're relating to an audience what's happening, you know. So yeah. it, it is. It's not making up your own stories. No. Now I like to make up my own stories. Yes, that and is I'm, better. It yes, is better. And that's why I'm glad where I am. And actually, a man called Barney Simon, Gave me the courage to write stories. He was at the Market Theatre. He's dead now. Yeah, um, that's he, sad. Yes, he died in ninety-five. It's sad, but he was the man who said to me, "You must have courage and write your stories." Because I thought yeah. no one would want to hear my stories. I'd say, "Who wants to hear my stories?" And Varney said, "But, but all the kids crowded around you, and yes, yeah, all the kids yeah. wanted to hear growing your stories. Up, yeah, they wanted to hear my stories growing up. So they wanted to hear my stories as an adult. And he says." Keep going, keep working, and that's what I did. Okay. Have they changed your role models? Um, 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 yeah. I'm still inspired by lots of people. Yeah. And, and they have changed, and, and things have changed in South Africa over the years. Yes. You know, things are very different. Yeah. In the other, uh, old days, we used to write, um, different kinds of plays, but I like to write comedies and, and uh, strong stories and yeah. all sorts of stories. If anything gets captures my imagination, then that's a story you got to work. On. Yeah, that's right. That's right. When did you know that you wanted to be a, a, a writer as a career? Well, as I told you about Barney Simon, when he told me to write a play, that's what I wrote Saturday Night at the Palace. Yeah. And then as soon as that. Audiences came and everyone was raving. We had a motorbike on stage. It was very really? exciting. Yeah, I brought a motorbike on stage. A, ser- a, a real motorbike a on big, the stage. And I used to start. We used to start it every night. Vroom, 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 vroom. <laughs> and we had a roadhouse on the stage, so people wow. could, they could smell the chips cooking and all of that stuff. So the so it was a very real play. And yeah. when all the audiences came, they thought they were at a real roadhouse. That's yeah. what it was like. And we started the motorbike, and there was smoke and all of that sort of was stuff. There, was there actually like a real – did you guys actually make a real roadhouse on the stage? Yes. Norman Coates, he was the designer, and he designed he, – he built it. It looked like – it was wood and everything, yeah. but it, it looked like a – a roadhouse. When you came in, you thought, oh, you're sitting in your car and you're sitting at the roadhouse. <laughs> oh that's what God, it was like. Yeah, yeah. That's why people liked it. And then I knew when I'd done that play and we went everywhere and thousands of people came to see it. We got standing ovations. And mm-hmm. then I, I realized this is a play. I'm yeah. going to be a playwright now. Yeah. yeah. What is your favorite line from a play that you've written? <laughs> <laughs> It's hard, um, cause I've got so many favorite lines. Can you um, tell me one? Um, gosh, one, one. Oh, goodness me. Um, well, do you know, that's a funny one. Um, cause when you're doing Heel Against the Head, which was a play f- for the Rugby World Cup, mm. um, I had an underpants that had the South African flag on it. Okay. On my underpants. Really? And, and yeah. And then there's one point where, where, 
he said, what have you got in your underpants? And, and um, I said, a South African flag. And he said, why do you do that? And I said, well, I support my country. My country supports me. That is a nice line. And it is a nice line. Everyone used to laugh. And people still see me and say, I support my country. My country supports me. <laughs> and uh, they remember that line because it was quite funny. Yeah. Do you have any pets? Yes. Yes, I've got a schnauzer dog. We had two, Shane, but the other schnauzer died last year. So oh, that's we've, sad. we've got one schnauzer and his name is Scamp. And he always likes his walk every day. If I don't give him a walk, yeah. when I'm working at my computer, he comes and stands at the door and looks at me and yeah. puts his head sideways, and I know <laughs> he wants his walk. Yeah. Why is his name Scamp? Well, we don't know because he was a rescue dog. We had one. Oh. Yeah, we had one other Schnauzer, the one who died, and her name was Maya, mm. and she's. I have quite, a friend called Maya. Oh, really? Yeah. Anyway, Maya was very lonely, and we thought we needed another dog, and then someone said they've got a rescue Schnauzer, so. We went and fetched him because these people were going overseas, they were moving. And so we got, brought him home and he was quite grumpy at the yeah. beginning because he'd lived on his own. Yeah, that's sad. But then he became quite friendly with Maya yeah. and then, and then, you know, and his name yeah. was Scamp, so we couldn't change it. Nah. We probably wouldn't have called him Scamp. We don't nah. know why they called him Scamp, but that was his name, yeah. Do you tell, do you tell your pets your stories? I, I talk to Scamp all the time when we go for do walks. Do you tell him I don't stories. tell him stories, but often he hears me. If I've got my ideas, I've got my little my cell phone, and if I get ideas and I, I talk into my cell phone, and he, look, he? Yeah, he looks at me, he wonders what I'm doing. Yeah. yeah, it would be funny. Imagine you're a dog, you're sitting on the floor, and you see this person pulling out a little mechanical device, device. and you're like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yes, yeah. But I talk to him a lot because he's my wife Carol. She says, "Don't talk to the dog. He doesn't understand you. He just hears." He does whoop. understand. He me. does understand. He me. does. I said, so "My you can't understand him." Yeah. So my dog knows what I'm saying to him, and he does. I can see it in his eyes. Okay. Yeah. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 High FM. This is Hi Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Rio Emmerman and I'm your host for today. Now let's carry on with our questions. Do you prefer acting or writing? <laughs> I get that question a lot. Mm. Um, I like them both equally because when I'm writing, I'm very quiet in my little study and it's just me and no one else. And... Um, and, and, and it's quite, you get quite lonely because you're yeah. on your own. And, and it's all inside your head if you're writing. Yes. You know when you're writing, you're thinking your own thoughts. Yeah. And so I enjoy going on the stage because then I've got an audience and we can all interact. Yeah. And, and I can tell my stories living and alive. So, and they're, awake. so they're two different things. So, so they're two different things. Um, I suppose now that I write so many plays, mm. I would say I probably get the get a big thrill writing my plays. Yeah, but but, but I, also, also I like stage. to perf- on stage. You see, that's the thing about a storyteller. Storyteller needs to tell these stories. And, exactly. Yeah, and um, and you liked acting them out. And so. I liked acting them out. Yes, mm. exactly. So I'd say it's fifty-fifty. I, I yeah. enjoy them both. Hmm. Do you get nervous? Yes, because if you don't get nervous, then you, you get... You don't do your best. You don't do your best. No. You need to have a little edge. You mm. need you need to feel, oh, this is important, and you have to 
give your best. Yes. And and um, so it's good to be nervous. I think yeah. people who are not nervous at all, who just go along and just do it, are one day going to fall flat on their faces yeah. and then wonder why. You need it's to because they were boastful. Say, so I'm going to do this. Yeah. Nothing to worry about. about yeah. I, I would say. I don't usually get nervous, but I will think, okay, I have to do this. Yes. And I don't brag about it. No. You just be constant. No. You have to get quiet before you go on. You must stand quietly for a little bit. Okay, know what I'm going to do. And then you go on and you do okay. your best. Yeah. Yeah. When was the first time you were on stage? Well, you know, I said, I said that my, um, um, that I that I didn't see theatre w- until I was eighteen. Yes. When I was at the Messina Primary School on yeah. the Limpopo in Messina, um, there was we did a, a play, a school play, and I was Peter Coffin, the pirate captain. Ooh. So that sounds that, like a big character. Yes, it wasn't a long play or anything. It was yeah. quite a short. But so we were all twelve or eleven year olds, and that and so that was my first. Part on stage. And I, I've even got show? a photograph. In really? fact, if I'd known, I could have brought the picture to show yeah. you. You can see me in my costume. My mother made my costume. Yeah. I had a wooden sword and, uh, and a big patch on my eye, and I was a oh. pirate captain. And I remember that. With the big hat. Yes, yes. That was my very first time yeah. I did anything, and I was 12. And your first professional show, or your first one on? Uh, my first, not prof- at first professional show was in Cape Town. Um, I'm trying to think. I think it was Romeo and Juliet, and I played Tybalt. Oh. Yes, that was my first professional play. Um, Who's And that was after drama school. Tybalt. Oh, He's, Tybalt. Yes, there's Mercutio and Tybalt, and they have a sword fight, and Mercutio kills Tybalt. Yes, so yeah. Didn't know that. Yes, but uh, it's a lovely part to play. Uh, and then I played Makusha. That was my favourite part. Yeah. In in um, in. Uh, but you killed someone. <laughs> yes, in the play. Well, Shakespeare's full of that, you know. Yeah. Shakespeare's uh, got killing and all sorts of things. And dying. Yeah, dying and, and weird stuff. All, all yes, yes. Because in those days, you know, there were no movies or anything when he wrote his yeah. plays. So everything you'd see at the theatre. Yes. Okay. Okay. If you were not a playwright, what would you be, or an actor? Oh, I think that's all I could be, really. I'm, 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 remember, I told you that I yes. went to be a sports broadcaster. Yes. So I might have been involved in that. I might have been doing uh, soccer matches and cricket, and, and I'd probably still be doing that now. Yeah. Um, but I'm so glad You're that you're still I, acting, writing, and you still then yes. you would have still been doing that. Yes. So I'm, 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 I'm glad that I found theatre. Because yeah. that's where I'm at home. And yeah. I think that's what people should do. They should find what makes them happy and then stick at it and then they'll do very well. Okay. What What did your parents want you to be? Well, you see, that's the thing. My dad wanted mm. me to be an engineer because he was an engineer. My brother my brother wants to be an engineer. Oh, that's good. That's a nice thing to be, though, but it's not your, it wasn't your passion. Right? No, it wasn't my passion, you see. And my dad, he once said, you're going to be an engineer? So when I went to university, he expected me to go and study for, to be an engineer because I had the marks. I could have done it. Yeah. But I said, please let me do a BA first, a Bachelor of Arts. And then I knew I would do English and the things that I would like and writing. and yes. things. So um, he said, all right, you can start and then you must be a, an engineer. But then I got... So Sam, f- an engineer of stories now. Yeah, I, yeah and I got <laughs> so famous 
on the stage that I didn't have to become an engineer. Just say to your dad, I'm an engineer of stories. That's right. That's right. Because I am. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, that's what my dad wanted me yeah. to be. Yeah. And your mother? Your mother was okay with it? She was okay with me being um, what I wanted to do. Yeah. You know, mums are always like that. And I think dad mm-hmm. should sometimes let you... My dad lets me... Be- my dad, my dad wants me to be whatever I want to be. That's wonderful. You're a very lucky person. Yeah. You're lucky. Hmm. How do you find your topics? Oh, my stories. Yeah. Oh, my stories. Topics for your stories. Story. Yes. They you said you pop up with ideas. How yeah. do you find? Well, they yeah. they come from all over the place. You know, I'll I might hear someone having a conversation. And I said, that sounds interesting. And I want to write that. That's, yes, that's I, a good line. Yes, I'll write a line down. If I hear some really funny good lines. Yeah, I'll, you're gonna, obviously going to write it down. I'll write it down, what yes. What do you think of it? Like suddenly, yes. nowhere. Yes, it comes out, someti- sometimes the things come out of nowhere. And then sometimes I see something that I think that might be a story one day. Yeah. And I write little things down and I keep them, keep them, I used to have them in a drawer. Now I've got a, my laptop, so I tape, yeah, put okay. them in my laptop. Yeah. yeah. So I, I go and go and find them. And sometimes I come back long, like months and months later, or a yeah, year like, later. Hmm, this would be a good line for a storm. Let's yeah. Oh, I'm gonna go and tackle it. Yeah, and that's yeah. what I do. Yes. So they they pop up from everywhere. Yeah. Have you ever been interviewed by a kid before? Never. This is my first. And you told me you've been interviewed by adults a bit early and you said it was boring. boring. Yes, lots of times adults are boring, you know, because they always kind of Sometimes. ask the same kind of questions, you know. Yeah. And they always ask you, yeah, but this is much more exciting because you're asking me very interesting questions. Thank you. <laughs> Do you prefer working all alone or working in a group? Well, um, when I'm writing my plays, I'm working on my own and I prefer that. I like that. Yeah, but, uh, but then when I'm in rehearsals, I'm working on stage. Yes, you work in a group and there's nothing yeah. nicer than that. That's really nice because yeah. then you're working all together and you're getting ideas yes. and you're discussing it. What are we going to do now? This is, and this is good, but yeah, and yeah. maybe we should try this and then you have a good director who, yes. who says, this is what we're going to do now. Yeah. And then you all join in and so you like both? Yes, I like, yeah, I like working with people. You know, I've done lots of one man, well, not lots of, I did a one man play called The Return oh, of... I was just going to ask you. Yes, I did a one man play, yeah, and that was very lonely. Mm. In fact, I saw, you know, Sue Pam Grant, she's also a playwright, and don't she... Don't know who that you is. Don't, don't know her. No. She lives in Cape Town now, but she's very famous. Okay. And she wrote a play called Curl Up and Die, and okay. another play called um, Another Kettle of Fish. <laughs> and I remember I went to see her. She was doing a one-woman show, and she was all on her own. I said, aren't you lonely? She said, yes, I'm lonely because I'm all on my own. So, um, and that's why it's much nicer to act with lots of people because then yeah. you've always got your friends around. And when around you're writing, you. you prefer to write alone. Yes, alone, yeah, because then you have to think quietly. You have to sit quietly and think what you're going to do now. Yeah. Yeah. So... So in in one job you like to do you like to work in a group and in the other you like to be alone. Yes, that's yeah. right. Yes. Have you ever been inspired by a landscape, natu- mm. urban or natural? Yes. Yeah, I love the nature landscapes. You know, you say you. I sometimes be- get. I have I have been to Ingolala. That's interesting. They have the most beautiful sunsets there. Oh really? Yes. 
Yes, I've seen some wonderful things. You know, you, you say you haven't been to Cape Town yet. No. Cape Town inspires me because that's got some beautiful landscapes. You can't believe yes. some of the things you see there. Some, sometimes I see when, when we're going to the Drakensberg or, Ingwil, or Ingwilala or camping, yes. I can just see the landscape. I'm like, Mom, are we in a painting or is that real? Yes, you often feel that. I love the Drakensberg, yeah. Champagne Castle. That's a place in the Drakensberg. I love oh, really? that. Yeah, Champagne Castle. It's beautiful when you go there. You look at the mountains, and that's really inspiring because oh, it wow. makes you, you know, go deep inside and yeah. think think about lots of things. Yeah. What is the strangest thing an audience member has ever said to you? Mm. Has there ever been anything strange that an audience no. member has said to you? Yeah, they sometimes ask questions about what we're doing, and um, but I can't I can't think of uh, um, 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 very strange things. Um, I have some people ask me why I've written a particular play, and then I have to explain why. Um, but um, generally, people come and say they've enjoyed the play, and we discuss it. But I don't get many strange comments. Yeah. Thank you for coming on Chai Kids and teaching us more about being a playwright. It sounds like a fun job to have. It's very fun. And an actor, obviously. Yes. She doesn't say that on the paper. No, but I enjoy both. Thank you to my guest, Paul Slab for coming on Hi Kids, and thank you to my producer, Mandy, and Craig for pushing the big red buttons. Join us tomorrow for another Hi Kids show. Goodbye, kids.